This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the two, 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 five twos. Yeah, five, five, five twos, two. right? Two, 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 two Dude. version of the Bostonian versus the book. Thank you for watching us and not Pat McAfee because the whole world's watching McAfee right now because Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee, supposedly to make some big announcement. So appreciate you guys either listening, watching, whatever you are doing. He is Dave. I'm Matt. I feel good today. So I'm all wrapped up. We got two guests today, either side of Nova versus Yukon. Right. The the Yukons. Make sure you get that right. Okay. They are the cons mm. for Connecticut. <laughs> As a UMass graduate, I'll take my state school education and my UMass Minutemen. Thank you very much, what? Jim Calhoun, you coward who never would play us when we were good because he didn't like John Calipari. And then when we sucked, he was like, okay, yeah, now I'll play you fine. Ridiculous. UConn is stay in stores. Amherst isn't great, but it's better than damn stores, Connecticut. Oh. So we'll get to that coming up later, later on at 1030 with Jeff Dawson, East Coast uh, Investments coming on. He's driving. I have no idea how the hell that's going to work, Dave, with him driving. We got Frankie coming on from Sports Illustrated. How do you say Frankie's last name? I don't want to kill it. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I okay. say it wrong all the time. Tadio I just don't. <laughs> or Tadeo. Today, one of the two. Okay. It's, it's, but I say it wrong every time. It's okay. like a little running bit we do. Okay, good. Because I, I was looking at it all morning going like, I don't think I know how to say his last name, but Sports Illustrated, he'll come on to give us picks and plays coming up for college basketball tonight. It is a interesting day for me. So, Dave, you know how I'm funky with numbers, right? We ever yeah. talked about this? Yeah, your four obsession. Well, it's more than four, though, but it's it, four. Is, a part of it, but today's two, 2022. Fantastic. So I was born on four, four, seven, seven. My numbers are two, four, seven, 14, 21, 28 for a variety of reasons, but two fours and two sevens. That's how you get two, four, seven. So if you are a superstitious weirdo like me, <laughs> do you go and play something crazy today? Do you go to a, a book and put a hundred dollars down on like on two and go to the roulette wheel? And do what Drake did. I'm not putting 100K down on roulette at on Aria like Drake was last night, but put 100 bucks. Do you do anything crazy today because of the two, 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 two? Oh, there's people that are doing it all over. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, if, the, if that's your thing and you're a numbers guy and um, you want to do it, people would come in and just bet like the there's a bet number probably 222 today. Or oh, there may not be, but like that'll be in every parlay for the people that are you know, too obsessed. So, um, sure. You know, just step right up, make sure you bring the money and, and, and do your thing. There's a lot of, are you wearing the Yankees hat for Jeter? Yeah. Number two. Yeah. This okay. is number two. It's on I, the back. Number I, two. I, I saw that 
I, I saw that coming from a mile yeah. away. You like, asked right. me, yeah, you asked me uh, in the rundown what your favorite number twos are. I don't have anything. Kevin Garnett wore number two, apparently. Um, Jimmy Fox, that old Boston Red Sox uniform. Uh, I, I guess Jimmy Fox was the number two. But modern day is number two. My favorite number two is my daughter, Kelsey. Oh, she, she wears number two because cool. um, she was born while we were watching all the Yankee games and, you know, grew up watching the Yankee games and thought Jeter was cool. And mama's favorite player was Jeter. He wore number two. So she wore number two when she was a kid. That's my favorite number two. All right. So let's go to the Aaron Rodgers situation because he has just made news, which is no news. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has decided to say there will be no decision on my future today on the Pat McAfee show. He is, I'm sorry. Look, I don't know if he's completely tone deaf or just playing us all like a fiddle, but you do that post last night on IG 10 pictures all with little Easter eggs, all sprinkled through, not randomly like scrolling through the iPhone and finding 10 pictures to post. He had actual, there were, because where he stands for the national anthem, he always stands in the same order. Mm-hmm. He put a picture up where he, it was out of order, where he normally him and Randall Cobb are normally sitting next to each other. Now they're not. And it was, it, I think it went like Devante, Aaron, Cobb, and it was out of order. So people could quickly notice like, okay, you chose a picture like that. That's a little weird. And then you're saying thank you to everyone, your teammates. It sounded like a retirement post or I'm going somewhere else post. And then you go on the media today and you say, uh, yeah, nope, there's no decision. What? How long are we going to have to suffer through Aaron Rodgers watch? As long as he wants us to. We're on his time. We're on Aaron Rodgers time. I mean, it's it is what it is. Like, and then he complains that the media is all obsessed about him, and the the media is going to leave not leave him alone. Oh, I don't think he complains too much anymore about the media since he started going on Pat's show. He kind of controls his message now. He used to complain a lot about it, but now he's just like the hell with it. And now he's playing with the media. I mean, it's painfully obvious. He's doing what he wants to do. Um, this is all negotiating. This is all you know. He's talking about going and then he's not and then he's talking about staying and then he's not he's he's he's, he's controlling the message uh, but he doesn't have full control though that's the difference between brady and him brady orchestrated the ability by in the contract telling the patriots you cannot franchise tag me after my two-year contract extension is over i have a right if i want to resign i can but i can walk free of charge yeah. aaron's under contract the Packers decide where he goes. No, well, he's playing the hand that he's been dealt. This is if I'm a Packer fan, th- I mean, this is where you burn your legacy to the ground. This is where you just start to piss people off. Like it, he has to have, I mean, he, I know he's going through some personal stuff and when, you know, engagement getting called off and he, he, right. he mentioned his ex fiance in the post and you know, he's moving to Tennessee. He's moving to Nashville or outside of Nashville now and building property, building on a property that he bought down there. And so he's, you know, changing his life. And I understand all of that. And like, it's none of our business. I'm totally, I understand that. Like his personal life and his decision-making process for his own career is none of our business until he makes it our business. Mm -hmm. And social media is making it our business. 
as right. sports media members and sports gamblers and people who are looking at this stuff every single day, you're no one made you make that post last night at midnight Eastern time, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Overnight people are asleep who cover the Packers and they wake up to like, what the hell did he do last night? Oh, wait, he's got McAfee in eight hours. Like, okay, let's see what's going to happen here. Oh, wait, there's a press conference scheduled tomorrow by the Packers to talk about their offseason. You start putting the dots together and it's like IG post, McAfee appearance, press conference. Holy shit, he's going to retire or he's going somewhere. And that's not what happens. It's what do you mean? I don't know. I'm not making any decisions. I'm not ready to go just yet. It's like the Brady thing all over again. It's like, wait a minute. Like, don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. Mm. See, I see it differently. I just, I see it as him just kind of playing the media for what he wants to go out there. I mean, the Instagram post par for the course for him. It doesn't make it right. It's just, it's just what he's doing now. He just puts it out there, says a lot with pictures and statements, but doesn't say anything. <laughs> now and now, he, you know, he's going to go on Pat's show, and it's great, entertaining television. He doesn't say a damn thing; he just talks, and the buildup is there. And then you watch it, and you go, "Okay, um, I don't know what he's on, I don't know what he's taking, I don't know what he's not taking, I don't know, but he's controlling it." And now. What are the Packers going to say tomorrow? I know I'm sitting in, if I'm sitting in the book, I'm going, just tell me where you're going so I can move the number. Right. Just, just at this point, are you going to Denver? Cause I'm going to take that number down. Are you going to Tennessee? I'm going to take that number way down. Are you staying in green Bay? That's what the numbers indicate right now. If you're looking at this stuff and you're trying to figure out where he's going to go. Cause I'll never forget when a couple, you know, when quarterbacks made big moves like this for me in the risk room, when Andrew Luck retired in August, that was gigantic. There was 10 moves that had to be made the night he retired. And then when Brady actually said he was going to Tampa, there had been some rumblings in some bets we had taken at 60 to 1 and at 40 to 1 that was like, geez, he could actually leave and go to Tampa, guys. And when he did, it was like 10 to 1, immediately just get it down, just move it quickly. That's all you're waiting for in the book. And I mean, maybe as gamblers, we're selfish. We want to know where he's going as a fan. You're right. I think the, I think the, uh, the fan base has to be like, dude, are you coming back or not? Because if not, we're just going to move on. Well, he told Pat McAfee moments ago that he came out of a 12 day cleanse. And his first thought was intense gratitude for everybody in his life. And that's why he posted on Instagram what he posted. Oh, must have been a good cleanse. Dude. Oh. Can you please stop this shit? What do you mean intense cleanse? <laughs> like, <laughs> when did these, like, these quarterbacks, I swear to God, man, like, what is, first Brady, now Rodgers, right? I mean, dude, the ponytail is tied too tight. Like, what are you doing? I, I had a 12-day cleanse, and I came out, and I just, I saw the sun, and it just looked so pretty. Like, what are we doing? This is such nonsense. Like, man alive. I, I, I don't like attention, but I like attention. Like, it's so weird. This is why people don't like Aaron Rodgers and why some of his former teammates have said the guy is a straight drama queen and we can't stand him. 
Like the, this is why people who have been around the guy have said he's the most egocentric, the most self-absorbed person they've ever met in their life because he's enjoying this. He's loving that you all love me. Like, it's amazing. He's like, watch what I get to do. Like, ding, I get to go ahead and tweet the media and watch all of this explode and everyone's speculation. Like, Brady enjoyed doing it to a point, but at the end of the day, it was about winning football. Like, that ultimately was what he was all about. I'm not sure, I'm not sure Aaron Rodgers is about winning football right now. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is about winning personal vendettas and arguments. He wants to come out looking like the Rose and everybody else looks like, you know, dog do around him because he's Aaron Rodgers. I feel for the Packers, man. For a long time, I was on Rodgers' side of all this. I've I've flipped. I I couldn't imagine what it must be to be at the front office right now for the Packers in your entire, everything is hinging on this guy's decision because Jordan Love has to be ready. And do you think he's ready? Right? I don't think he's ready. I don't know. I mean, he's not ready reps wise. I mean, he might be ready practice wise, but I mean, he hasn't been given an opportunity to do anything. So I don't even know if he carries the balls at practice. Right. Like what do I mean? And you're going to go in. He's QB one. If Rogers has to go out and says he wants to be gone and fine, you drafted this guy in the first round, which started all this, you know, all the drama. So you put yourself into this situation, but like, the team has to know at some point before the draft, what are you doing? Yeah. Because if we're bringing back Devonte, we're bringing back Rogers and we're running it back again. Okay. I think it's a damn good plan. I mean, they were the one seed they've you know, gone to the NFC championship game multiple times. And like, this is a team that is definitely one to watch and worry about. And you draft for the now. So you go get right. another receiver or you go get a defensive backer. But if you're drafting for the future, a whole different story now you now you're trying to figure out okay are we drafting an offensive lineman to rebuild the line to help jordan love are we going to go draft someone that's going to be a dominant pass rusher to improve the defense because we're not going to score all that much and so we have to play to play defense more than offense next year and and change our 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 identity basically as a football team like uh, oh the draft is like tomorrow it's it's i don't know how this is all playing out in, in green bay wisconsin too this isn't like it's la this isn't like mm. it's new york or boston or big city like this is green bay um or milwaukee really but oh well, yeah. yeah but i mean either way like this this drama can't be being very well received like they just want to win the football games they want to go <laughs> Lambeau field they want to win another Super Bowl and like they want to like the team he doesn't make it easy to like him after all of this that's for a lot of people they're immediately turned off and they're like man what is this guy's deal there's no clear indication of what he wants ever there's no clear indication what his goal is ever right now I don't know if he wants to leave or he wants to stay. That'd be the first thing if I was Pat. If I was, uh, I'd ask him. Yeah, but I guarantee, that, I guarantee that's been. Look, you don't put Aaron Rodgers on today without Aaron Rodgers having a pre-interview and the guys knowing what they can and cannot ask him. Oh, of course. So, like, I don't know if he could ask that question because if you do that, you basically put him in the corner and he has to make a decision as to what he wants to say there. And most likely, he does not want that question. Right. 
So my guess is, hey, guys, don't ask me about my future in Green Bay like that. Like you can ask me what the post was about, but don't ask me like, do you want to be in Green Bay? Yes or no. Yeah. Right. Because then he I can't. Do. I don't know if he, yeah. if he said that it would be news. He didn't say that. At least I haven't seen anyone tell me he said that. Right. I mean, that's the that's the first, you know, if you're holding Pat, if Pat gets to hold his feet to the fire, that's the question. Did you, you know, do you want to be a Packer anymore? Yes or no. But I highly doubt that that question is going to be asked, not because Pat won't ask it, because Aaron doesn't want it asked. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So what? So then I guess he took a drug for a colonoscopy prep and then stayed off booze for 12 days. Is that a joke or is that serious for Mike? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know there you go. I don't know if that's serious or not from what he did over those well, 12 days. Lens but. right there, man. I mean, look, yeah, I'm, I, 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 who knows what happens now that that's the big question. Who knows what happens now? Because like I just said, the draft is April the 24th in Vegas, I believe. And so we have the whole month of March to go through this, but teams like to start to stack their draft boards. They start to have individual workouts. They start to see pro days. They start to. We're going to start to see all these pro days on, on the NFL network and all these quarterbacks and people and, and receivers and running backs and the whole dog and pony show. is about to begin. And the Packers don't know where they are. Are they in win now mode or are they in rebuild mode? Well, you don't think with um, Jordan love, they can be in win now mode. No, hmm. no. In that division. No, not yet. I see a whole lot more love and Lance. I don't know if either one's going to be any good. Right. I, I need to see both Trey Lance and Jordan love play a lot of football because look, they've got good coaches around them. Both guys. I, I, I feel the same way as I did about Mac Jones going with the Patriots, but the Patriots protected him and the Patriots had a coach who knows how to win without exposing a young quarterback. Don't know if Kyle Shanahan and Matt LaFleur are as adept without running like we're going to run our offense. That's not what Belichick does. We're going to run a offense, not my offense, to protect the young quarterback. So mm, interceptions, you know, Packers can run the ball. We know they got, you know, yeah. a good stable of backs and hand the ball off and do rollouts and stuff like that. Trey Lance is very athletic. He can you know hand off to guys, good running backs that they've got with the morning irons and throw to Kittle and throw to the guys who are going to be short and intermediate passes. So you can do the dink and dunk with both those offenses, but I don't know. It, it, it just, I don't think the Packers, I think they're in the same spot that the Patriots were in last year. Like they've got a decent team. They'll be probably a playoff contender, but they aren't a real championship contender with Jordan love. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I mean, I think they're over 500. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think they're a playoff team. I think they're, they're in that division. They can win the division. They can win the division. That's I just the don't think they're a championship right. contending team. Right. If they are going to have to go with Jordan love, which is, I think scary for a, a lot of people to be quite honest. Right. All right. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Do you think he ever plays? Because there is another quarterback sitting out there for teams that are going to be quarterback starved. Deshaun Watson is going to get deposed in nine of the, I think the 23 women who are accusing him, nine of them have been given the go ahead to depose him. Does he ever play in the NFL again? 
Uh, depends what comes out, I guess, and what's said. I mean, obviously, right now, if nothing ever happens again, I don't think he is. I, I don't think there's a team that's going to want that circus and want that bad PR. I don't. I don't. I just don't think anyone's going to give him that opportunity. Um, depending on now what happens with these things, and maybe things are said or not said. And someone will go, you know what? We're taking our shot. I mean, this guy can play. He's he's very athletic. He can take our team. We have nothing at this position right now. I think it has to be a I mean, it's not gonna be a contender, right? Like no not New Orleans. Um, maybe them. Maybe them. <laughs> I would. I mean, if if, yeah. if he's cleared by the league. Well, that's another question. I yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be able to play before you can acquire. You, you know, go and make a deal. And then, what do the Texans want to give up? You know, what do they want for him now? But I mean, that story because it's such a gross, disgusting story. But it, that story will start to ramp up here after missing an entire season. Oh yeah. If Rodgers does stay, the most talented quarterback available for quarterback-starved teams will be Deshaun Watson. Right. And. That death position could be really bad if he starts, if things like you're mentioning come out for his behavior or if he stumbles on the stand or is caught lying or yeah. whatever they do to him. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't want that to face your franchise. They don't nope. want him in the league at that point. Right. And if he's convicted, he's not a free man either. So I mean, he's oh, in he's prison. Oh. So he's in prison. Yeah. So yeah, he's that's that's done. And I don't yeah. think there's a chance in hell he plays if that's the result. Why Michael Vick went to prison and came back and played? That's a hell of a it was a hell of a comeback story. <laughs> I mean, but he, and then again, yeah. I mean, he killed dogs. I'm not downplaying what he did, but sexually assaulting tens of women, a little bit of a different level of little bit of 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 criminality there. So I don't know. I, I I'm not positive Sean Watson ever plays again in the yeah. NFL. I would make the note a favorite. All right. Well, UConn, Nova, tonight, game of the night. (laughs) On his phone, in the car, on the way to go watch the UConns play against Villanova. Here we go. Stores, Connecticut. Why does anyone live in Stores, Connecticut? (laughs) But they have a school there, I guess. Jeff Dawson, East Coast Investments. (laughs) Matt and Dave. Driving. What's up, my friend? How are you? I, I am speechless at this point. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you, you don't know where I went to school, do you? You went to Creighton. Oh, no. Everyone oh, thinks boy. I went to Creighton. Oh, boy. Oh, no, no, no. no. I am a UMass graduate, my friend. Gee, well. <laughs> Were you there for the Calipari? Of course I was, you cowards. Calhoun, you guys wouldn't play us. You were too chicken bleep to play us. Well, I, I listen, you had a hell of a run. Uh, I do remember when Big Country <laughs> took you guys down. And, True. Uh, 
and the hell of a team. I haven't seen you bounce back since then. Though. Very true. That's absolutely true. I'm not going to, I'm not going to run from that. That's when Jim Calhoun would play UMass. We have to be bad again for Calhoun actually have the cojones actually play UMass. And they played in that weird Springfield tournament that they called like the U game or whatever they called and played it in Boston a couple of the times between the two. <laughs> I got to say this, though, Jeff, how do you feel about your team tonight with Nova coming in? And do you like your head coach? I love our head coach. I, I, I just I, I he spits fire. Listen, he came from URI and, and he comes to UConn to rebuild what Ollie blew up. And the fact that, you know, they were in the AAC and, and I'm only a season ticket holder for two reasons. Number one, my daughter is going to UConn and Sorry. wrapping up this year. And number, <laughs> and, and number two, they were going to the Big East. And, and so, unfortunately, the pandemic killed a year of my tickets. Mm. Uh, listen, he's rejuvenated this program. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, I didn't expect them to win the Big East this year. I thought, obviously, that Villanova was the team. Ed Cooley and Providence has had an amazing year. Uh, but I talked two weeks ago, Circa had uh, UConn plus 500 to win the Big East tournament. If you look yesterday, they're plus 360 and Nova's plus 135. So that's why I have mixed emotions about tonight's game. It's not a gamble. It's at the XL Center, which is apples and oranges. It's like back in the day, Dave, when Bird and company played the game in Hartford and they said it was a, a home court advantage and that versus the garden. I mean, this is apples and oranges, guys. So are you worried about that, J.D.? First of all, it's good to see you. Second of all, you're going to the game. They're two-point favorites. Now, we had been talking about this last week, that what would this number be? We thought Pickham or even Villanova short favorite, in which case we would love UConn. And now we got a short favorite at home, but not really at home. What do you think about the line tonight? Well, a week ago, Ken Palm had Nova minus two. And then on Saturday, it was Nova minus one. You wake up this morning. Last night, Ken Palm switches to UConn as a one-point winner. And now they're two, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm like, come on, guys, please. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. I, 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 I'm telling you right now, if I knew we we're going to beat Nova once this year, I'll take the loss today with pride. Frankie, yes, I said it. I said it. And uh, we'll cut the nets down in a couple of weeks in Madison Square Garden and being Big East champs in the tournament. I can see that. I I could. Yeah, I can see that because I think Villanova's depth come the Big East tournament time. It's going to be tested. I mean, th this is part of the problem for Nova. Their bench is not that great. They've got seven very good players and extremely experienced players. But once you go into the depth of them and that's what tournament basketball really is all about, is testing your depth in particular in you know, the Big East tournament where it's multiple days and multiple games. I can see UConn losing tonight and winning in New York. Absolutely. In particular, because the home crowd, I mean, that's going to be a crowd pro UConn crowd. Nova will bring people too, but UConn fans will go to New York in droves if they think their team has a chance to win the thing. How are you concerned at all about the way that Nova has played recently with posting up their guards? Because that's been a really interesting twist, and teams are having a tough time trying to figure out what Jay Wright's doing with his guards. Well, we have RJ Cole, Tyrese Martin. I'm very comfortable with both of those guys and their play. 
Uh, we have Sonoga down low. I'm very comfortable there. Now, now Paulie's hitting threes. Um, Jackson has emerged. And we got the freshman Hawkins coming off the bench. His handle is horrific. Every time he touches the ball, I cringe. He, he just hasn't filled out. I mean, he's a steal every two seconds. So I, I'm nervous there. You know the difference between UConn, Providence, and Villanova? I'll tell you what the difference is. Providence and Villanova win every 50-50 ball, and they're gritty. They find ways to win late, and Hurley has not been able to do that in his four years. Look at what Providence did on Sunday, down 19 in the second half, come all the way back and win. Nova goes in there a week ago, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Fox to wire. Every time Nova's up seven, Providence would tie, and then Gillespie hits a three. And, and, and that's the grittiness. I think four years ago, we were talking about Vincenzo. Now, all of a sudden, Wright's got Gillespie for four years. And that's what he does. It's the seasoned veteran guards that win championships. Speaking of winning championships, J.D., I know you've been looking and talking about, you know, uh, doing picks for college basketball for decades. When you're looking at college basketball in February, what do you tell people that not only are part of East Coast Sports Investors, but just in general to look at when you're actually looking to handicap games right now leading into the tournament? Is it home dogs only? Is it short numbers? Is it mismatches? What are you looking at on a daily basis? Well, I think with today's market and when you don't have to tie your money up for three, four, five months, Dave, you can go in week to week and try to seek out value. So uh, in our stable right now, we have UConn at 100 to 1. That was a preseason to cut the nets down. Uh, we got uh, Auburn at 17 to 1 a week before they became number one. We got Arizona at 18 to 1. Three weeks ago, actually about three and a half, almost four weeks ago, Texas Tech at 30 to 1. Where am I missing? I don't have any Kentucky shares. I missed out on them. Um, I, I Gonzaga, banana, and a tailpipe, guys. I've been there. I've done that. If they beat me, they beat me. And, of course, you guys are going to be talking about this. You all know Duke's going to that run. Is it going to be to the Sweet 16, to the Elite Eight? It's Coach K's final swing here. They'll probably be in the final four. So on a day-to-day grind, Dave, I'm looking for contrarian. I'm looking for bad lines. But when I ask you about a bad line, you just shrug your shoulders like, well, you know, maybe so-and-so needed that number. You just baffled me. Jeff, you're speaking my language now. Dave never likes to call anybody out. He, you know, Dave plays the middle more than anybody else. He plays Frogger. You know, while we try to throw things at him, he goes straight down the middle. He just tries to duck and bob and weave and never get caught, never get caught standing still and someone can throw a hook at him and catch him. Uh, Matt, I last year at South Point, LSU opened up a one and a half point favorite against Rutgers. Well, one of those, oh, no, it was St. Barney's, I think it was. And I'm like, Dave, what are you doing here? And, and I asked them six different times. And I'm like, I got to take the St. Barney side. I have to. LSU goes parks the wire. And, and I was like, Dave, what's the reason? He goes, well, maybe so-and-so just needed that number. And I'm like, Dave, what are you doing? What? <laughs> 
Speaking my language, my friend, I understand exactly what your point. You go like, hey, why is this? They'll give you like four different answers. Well, maybe this and well, maybe that and maybe this. And maybe it's like, no, dude, just yes or no. <laughs> like, Come on. Is it a bad number? Do you like the side? Who's winning? Who are you betting? What are you doing? Oh, I'm in gaming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll take a pre. I'll, I'll look at it in game is his favorite answer now. I'll in game it. I did that with Baylor last night. I waited till Baylor. I laid one and a half with Baylor last night. I wasn't sure about the game. I'm watching the game. I'm like, all right. I told you. I told you. Take Oklahoma State plus four and a half. I told you that. I know you did. And that's put me on pause before the game. And I watched that game. And I was in the second half. And I'm like, oh, Baylor's going to win this game. It was 18 heart attacks later. You got lucky. And all that stuff. Very lucky. That 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 shot, the buzzer didn't count. That was a hell of a shot over the backboard. (laughs) But I would have, if I'd have bet that thing pregame, I'd have been mad and never in it. So I laid one and a half in game. I thought that's a good number. We'll take our shot. We got there. So worked out good. But I took the Maple Leafs plus two and a half goals, too, against the Canadians. Oh, oh, geez. How were the the damn dogs yesterday in hockey? I mean, I had the Bruins plus 170 at Colorado Mm. a Mm. couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Up three to one, 10 minutes to go, 43 overtime. Thanks for playing. Do you think I jumped back on the Bruins yesterday? No, I have the Leafs puck line. Five nothing (laughs) abs. Right. I mean, I had the under for the Bruins. Where the where the five goals come from the Bruins yesterday? Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, I know pasta is still there, but I, I didn't see a fiver coming from the Bruins against the against the Avalanche yesterday. So I thought Colorado would struggle to score. And the Bruins I haven't been scoring, and they go and put five up. And after the game, Poshnock is like, I really like playing day games. It's like, okay, we're taking notes of this. The Bruins like playing day games. And we're gonna bet day game hockey involving the Boston Bruins, given what they just did to Colorado, which is nuts. Jeff, do you like anything else tonight besides UConn? And I'm I'm guessing you're on Nova plus two. Is that what I'm reading? I'm just gonna stay away. I'm gonna enjoy the game. I I I you know something? I think the under over is 139. If you yeah. ask for a score, I'm gonna give you 7366 UConn. Just in heart, um, I I was talking for a couple of weeks that their magic number was eighty. When they were getting the eighty or more, then they, they they were lights out, and they had a couple of low scoring games. They they just weren't winning the low scoring games. Matt, I got to thank your team, Creighton. I you guys were ten point underdogs, didn't have point underdogs to UConn and won outright, and that was kind of the game changer. They had to go. Sunday win in St. John's what they and they did uh, I was at uh, stores on Wednesday against Seton Hall um, a hell of a game there uh, we win that one don't cover though uh, last second shot by the hall and they didn't foul with four seconds left mm-hmm. and it landed on five then Xavier book night comes back to town sitting courtside it's tossed and he's got to go up into the student sections they cover there uh I'm going to stay away. The tough menu, the last three or four days, there wasn't a lot of stuff out there, guys. No. And I know you're looking at the hockey. The hockey yesterday got a lot of people with, you know, some dogs winning like that. But you're looking at the hockey on an everyday basis. You're up in Boston. Are the Bruins a legit Stanley Cup contender as constructed right now, or are they going to make a move, JD, at the trade deadline to kind of shore up some sort of goaltending, maybe that somebody we can trust in that net? What do you think is going to happen in Boston? 
they paid Allmark. Rask tried to make a move to come back to save the season. It didn't work. Uh, they have confidence in Swayman. I don't know what it is. He was ready for last year's playoffs. Rask wouldn't back out, and the team wanted Rask there. Um, the consensus around here is a first-round win and a second-round bow-out. Uh, uh, they don't match up well. Uh, preseason, we talked about the California, uh, the Carolinas, the Floridas. They don't match up at all against Tampa. Um, they got fortunate last year where, well, they win one round, and then the Islanders, they had that series one. And, and then the Islanders kind of stuck it to them. I, there's not a lot of hope here. Uh, they're one line dominant. They're McAvoy in a cloud of dust back there. And then who who gets hot? Is it Altmark? Is it Swayman? I don't expect any kind of big moves there at all. Jeff, my friend, thank you for coming on. Enjoy the game tonight. You're staying away. I am on Nova plus two. So let's see what happens tonight. I think Nova wins the game outright, but stay safe. The chat had a ball watching you drive and talk to us on the, on the show live. So <laughs> the, 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 the live chat thought hey, this was good. I will close with this. Everyone listening, do me a favor, run your butts over to see Derek and the boys at Circa. Grab the plus 360. UConn wins the Big East tournament. You can timestamp this. Send me this cut. Mark it down. Tell Frankie I'm doubling down. UConn. Jeff, be safe, my friend. Enjoy the game. My, that This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Jeff Dawson, East Coast Investments at EC Sport and Sports Invest on Twitter to follow him. So I, I don't think he's wrong, though, Dave. I, I actually think that there's there's value in UConn to win the Big East tournament. I don't like them to win tonight. But if you don't like them to win tonight, you should wait and actually bet them to win the Big East tournament tomorrow. Is that uh, may flip the odds, right? That may yeah. they may get a better price. Jeff got a good price of five to one. It may be closer to that by the time, um, you know, if they lose, the guys in the morning will probably adjust the Big East tournament odds. So, you know, we'll see. I don't know. All right. So we'll once we pull Jeff down, we can bring on Frankie and we can go on the other side. We can go to interview number two on this right. to have the same conversation about this as, <laughs> as, as we do that to grab into the Nova, because you know, I'm on Nova to win the regular season. I'm on yes. big. I never bet two units and I bet two units on this at minus one Oh five preseason because yes. I really like Nova here, but this is, they've got two games left. They've got to win them both to get there. And that's tonight. And that's this weekend. And I think Providence at Nova has a real tough time winning that game on the road, but this is the road game. This is the game that Nova's got to get. This is the one that I am going to be kind of, you know, watching, biting my what fingernails. If they split? No, they, they, it's Providence. It, there's three teams going at it. UConn could win it if they win tonight. UConn could get there over Providence. But Providence, if they had lost a Butler over the weekend, I would have been sitting pretty been here. good, right? Yeah, yeah. I could, they could lose this game tonight and still win the regular season. Providence came back and won that game. So this game matters dramatically tonight because of the three losses that Nova's got. Providence has two. So oh, and, okay. and, and one's to and one of it's to Nova. And they're not playing the same number of games. So it's going to come down to your losses as to how many games you lost in the regular season to determine who's going to win the championship. Oh. So it's all kind of funky. All right, let's go get the other side here. Yep. I'm going to let Frankie say his last name himself because you don't know it and I don't know it. So we're going to go hunting and, and, and let Frankie tell us what it is. 
from Sports Illustrated, a guy who I read all the time, who I actually have never actually seen or met, joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Frankie, Matt and Dave, how are you? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Good, Frankie. Tell everybody your last name and where they can find you on all the social media, please. Yep. Uh, I'm Frankie Taddeo. I'm over at SI Betting. You can find all my content there over at Sports Illustrated. And you can also find me on Twitter at Frankie underscore fantasy. Taddeo. There we go. Because we both would have killed it. We would have crushed your name. So, all right. So, So I am here on Nova. You're a Nova guy. So tell me how you're feeling about tonight. We just had Jeff on. He actually is too chicken bleep to actually make a decision or a bet on this game tonight. He's just going. So he's, he's, he's staying away from it. So he's not even getting in the pool. I'm in the pool. What do you feel about tonight? Ugh, listen, uh, Villanova just, we, we own them. I, they have that ridiculous chant of U-C-O-N-N-N, UConn, UConn, UConn. When they play Villanova, we know what that's what that chant really is. U C A N T. You can't you can't beat us. And you got to go all the way back to 2014 to find the last time. This team, this school, this university, this program, it hasn't been relevant since Ray Allen and Allen Iverson. They thought they were bigger than the conference. They begged, they, they said, Oh, we don't need you. We're gonna leave. We're gonna make so much money by leaving the Big East. Oh, well. What happened? Oh, the little baby puppies, they had to come back and beg to get their way back into the Big East, but they still have no way of competing with Jay Wright right now. We've beaten them five straight times. Like I said, you got to go back to 2014 to find the last time that UConn has beaten Villanova. And with Jay Wright roaming the sidelines, who's arguably, in my opinion, the best coach in the game today right now, he has Villanova to be the best culture in, in the game right now. We've won two national championships. We've won so many Big East tournaments, so many regular season Big East tournaments. I mean, I, I, I Big East championships. I don't even know where to begin, guys. But you go back and you look. You don't want to go too far. Go back 17 days ago. What happened? Villanova easily handled these boys. They will easily handle them again. They, they aren't the Huskies. They're the little baby puppies. That's what they are. They're baby puppies. That, that, that's, that's why Jeff is too afraid to really step out on a ledge. He wants to talk about five to one in the Big East tournament. Dave, you got you to talk to Jeff over there. He's your boy. You got to let him know. If he needs money for his kids to go to college, he shouldn't be wasting it on UConn to win the Big East championship. There's zero chance of that happening. If he wants me to, I'll book the wager. I mean, he doesn't have to even see me. We'll just give the money to like charity or animal rescue. We'll do something. Because Jeff is just absolutely. Breathe, breathe for a second. Why is the line? Explain to the people what we talked about this last week. Why is the line UConn minus two? I don't get it. Villanova should be the short favorite here. No, like I, what are we missing with this number? Because I like Villanova too before the game. I can't figure out what's going on with the number. Tell me what's going on with the number. To be honest, Dave, I can't figure it out either. But you and I both know there are many instances where we have the wrong team favorite. And in this particular instance right now, they are begging everyone to just say, like, look at this and be like, well, if Vegas says that UConn is the favorite, then they should be the side that we should be betting on. And they're going to attract all that money because everyone's going to be looking to maybe lay that number. We saw Mm -hmm. this number originated. It opened offshore at one and a half. It it rose as high as two and a half. It's back back down to two. I was hoping it would go to four, five, six. But listen, Dave, I stress it over at SI Betting. You and I know about it. 
how do you even beat these games as well? It's not only about the pregame wagering. It's about the in-play wagering. We saw it last night. You had a small uh, you had a small favorite and a road favorite in Baylor. They went down, and they're down six at, with, at the 15-minute mark of the second half to Oklahoma State. What happens? All of a sudden, you start seeing numbers that make zero sense. You start seeing – Bela plus five, Bela plus 305 on the money line, Bela plus 260. Bela, it was just an easy money grab. And the game goes to overtime. No matter what, you were still probably going to cover with grabbing the four and a half, the five and a half. That line even in, in play went up as high as plus six. And I think you're going to see that as well. Villanova will probably, if they do start out slow, they're going to listen, we know that the fans up in stores, they'll be ready for this game. They're going to be pumped. If UConn should get off to a solid start and Villanova's down maybe six or seven at the 10-minute at the mark or even the first TV timeout, depending on where we look at it, guys, we're probably going to see Villanova maybe like plus six and a half, seven and a half. That's the in-play target. That's when you really start to hammer these books for having the wrong team favorite, and that's where the money will really be made. And that's when you'll start to see guys like Jeff get these, this false hope thinking that their team is going to win, and all of a sudden you come in and scoop and take all the money. And even if the UConn was to eke out a victory, they ain't beating Jay Wright and Villanova by seven or eight points. So that in play is clearly a friend tonight. Well, what do you make of, because I think there is something to be said about, and I know the success that Jay Wright has had, and I know the history and the roster, the experience that the guys have playing in high-pressure, big-time basketball games, but – are you concerned at all about the depth of Villanova, not just in the Big East tournament, but also in the NCAA tournament where it turns into a war of attrition and teams who have, if you have one injury or a guy has an off night, they need somebody off the bench to help. Nova's depth is not as good as it's been in years past. I would, I would tend to agree with you about that, definitely. I mean, they, they've had injuries. They were expecting so much more from guys like Brian Antoine and and players like that. But, you know, obviously he's, he's suffered some major injuries. But, Matt, to your point, just look at what's happened to the Villanova team of late because we see that Villanova has, you know, we, we got them, uh, you know, Jay Wright, he's had some serious injuries, both Justin, Justin Moore, as well mm. as Colin Gillespie, they've suffered high ankle sprains. They've been in walking boots. They're not, they haven't practiced in three weeks. And what does Villanova do? They still find ways. These kids have taken them up, taken off, shedding those uh, walking boots, lacing them up only 20 minutes an hour, whatever it may be, right before shoot-around, coming on the court and having absolute phenomenal success. We know that that Gillespie, Colin Gillespie, guys, in my opinion, there is not a better point guard in the in, in right now in the country. And if he doesn't win the Koozie Award, then they should totally trash the award because he is absolutely – listen, we know Andrew Nemhard. He's, he's, he's leading a fantastic attack right now over with, uh, with, with Gonzaga. But Creighton. But oh, right oh, that, oh, that Nemhart. Okay, the older Nemhart. You're right. Yes, both both Nemharts are both, playing. Yes, brothers, but Andrew's yeah. playing phenomenal also at the point yeah. guard position, and he's leading that. That you know, listen, they're like a, a an NBA team. They got what four out of the last nine games, I believe, uh, 110 points or more. I mean, it's like an NBA squad. But mm. look at the look at the, the that's really the West Coast uh, conference. We know that it's not the Big East play. They're not playing as many of those teams. Uh, obviously. A, Probably outside of Gonzaga, we probably won't even see maybe any of the West Coast teams in the NCAA tournament besides Gonzaga. It all depends on how everything shakes out. But, I mean, guys, Matt, I agree with you. It's not Villanova's deepest team. I am concerned a little bit about, you know, obviously the depth. But, you know, guys like uh, Longino now, they're starting to come off the bench a little bit. But look at the experience of this team. Mm -hmm. Colin Gillespie's there five years. 
Jermaine Samuels, five years. You can't replace that kind of experience come tournament time. And I'm telling you right now, with the way that Justin Moore is playing and Colin Gillespie, they're doing this. And Colin Gillespie just went for a career best 33 points at Providence on one leg. Imagine what these two guys can do on two legs if they can get healthy in time for March Madness. So speaking of March Madness, Autumn in a book with me. And we watch these guys like build portfolios, right? Jeff was just talking about having teams and stuff. This is your time. I mean, like you thrive in this college basketball time. You always have. And, you know, we talk about this stuff all the time. Who are you looking at for people that may be looking to take a shot and, and look at different things going forward um, to make a run in March? I mean, obviously Villanova is one of them. But right. who else are you looking at that I think – maybe can really may do some damage, at least get to the Final Four? Okay, two teams I'm going to throw out right away that I know a lot of people are high on, but I'm down on. I don't think you can trust Duke, and I don't think you can trust uh, Kansas. I really don't. I don't think either one of them. And then you could probably even lump in UCLA, who made a deep run last year. I think all three of those, you can lump those out. You want to start to build your portfolio? I think this is the year of the Wildcats. I think you can't go wrong if you back Kentucky, Villanova and Arizona to win the championship. I think one of those three teams has a serious chance to cut down the nets. You can still find Kentucky at double-digit odds. You can find Arizona hovering close to that eight to nine to one, depending on where you shop. But I believe that they have a, a legitimate shot. They, have, you know, obviously Matherin at the at the point that kid's an you know he's an NBA lottery pick for a reason. Kentucky, I mean Calipari. It all comes down to this: how healthy is that leg for Ty Ty Washington? Because we know that he's another lottery pick, but he got injured a couple of weeks ago or about maybe about 10 days ago now against Florida. He didn't look, he hasn't looked the same since then. He's been trying to fight through that, but I'm not so sure that if he, if he gets healthy, that Kentucky team with Calipari on the sidelines as well, they're a team that offers extreme value. And listen, we talk about it. I'm a big East guy. I love the big East tournament, but the the lack of respect as well for Ed Cooley and the job that he's doing up in Providence right now. I know he can't beat Jay Wright. He struggles to beat right Jay Wright, but that's a lot of teams in the, in the, in the conference as well as in the country guys, but Providence right now, 75 to one for a team that, that was ranked eighth in the country only fell to 11th in the country because they ran into a team known as the Villanova Wildcats. They're extreme value all the way down there. If you wanted to, you know, look for a lot of people, won't give them credit. They won't give Providence credit at all in any of these spaces. They keep saying they're not a good team. They're twenty-one and three. I don't understand the backlash for teams like that to actually in this space to say, you know what, this team is playing above their season expectations. They're a good basketball team, no? A hundred percent. And you want to know something, Dave? It comes down to one thing. This is an example, in my opinion, of the analytics guys having too much effect because we know that Ken Palm has them all the way down in the 50s. So that's led to Vegas saying, well, if Ken Palm realizes that they're not that good in adjusted efficiency on offense as well as adjusted the defense, all these things in analytics sometimes come too far into play. And you really got to look at this team because they have one of the best centers in the entire country right now and probably the best center even outside. Of, listen, I, I, I really respect Sonogo up at UConn. But right now, the, 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 listen, if we look at their, their opportunity to have that, Watson does not get the credit that he deserves right now. He is an absolute beast on the inside. They don't give Cooley the credit. And Dave, that's where it comes down to. 
Vegas is looking too much at analytics, in my opinion. I don't understand how Ken Palm has them. He keeps saying that they're lucky, they're fortunate. Are they lucky and fortunate, or are they just finding ways to win? Because what do they say? Good teams win, great teams cover, which kind of burns a lot of us betters. But Providence, in many of these instances, are dogs in a lot of these games, and they're not getting the respect. So guess what? When they do win, they cover. So, I mean, <laughs> Frankie, I'll put this up, Dave. It's, it's let, crazy. Let me push back a little bit on that because here's the problem that comes into the dance. Providence has been incredibly fortuitous in low-scoring games. No they're doubt. winning – three point, four point, five point basketball games at an unnatural clip Mm -hmm. and come March. Yes. It's great to have that in your experience that you know how to win close basketball games when it's tight, but I've seen it too many times where the team that got the break in the regular season doesn't get it in the postseason and the team and they get bounced early. I just wonder if they face a physical team that can handle the intensity of Providence and the toughness of Providence that they can't just bully ball and, and push a team over if they've got experience and strength, like an ACC team, like a team from the Big Ten. Like, I think Illinois would destroy Providence in the dance, personally. Well, let, listen, that, that all comes down to one thing. I think, Matt, you have a little bit of a overreaction there. How healthy is Durham? We know the kid's been fighting a sports hernia injury, and he's been trying to gut out games. He sat out that last game. That's why that game against, uh, against Georgetown was as close as it was. But if he's healthy, I don't know if you – I don't think you're giving this team enough credit. To be quite honest, I mean, the Biggie's teams, they they battle each other all year, and that gets mm-hmm. them battle-ready battle ready and tested. And Ed Cooley, in my opinion, he doesn't get the respect. So I believe that Ed Cooley is the second-best coach in the conference, in the Big East conference, and one of the best coaches in the, in the country. And in my opinion right now, for the job that he's doing right now, you guys all might want to say that he's lucky and everything else. If he, if I had the opportunity to vote, he'd get my vote for coach of the year because the Over, job oh, fighting words, right fighting now, words, Dave, wow. fighting words. McDermott gets coach of the year in the Big East. McDermott, McDermott was supposed to be ninth. McDermott was supposed to be ninth in the conference. Look what Creighton's doing. Creighton's third in the conference with three freshmen and a D two transfer. No, no, no. Oh, you, come on. You now you're a veteran Providence team. Me. Hold on, Matt. I'm out here. Let me get it to you. If, if there was an opportunity that we see the Providence Friars win their first ever Big East regular season championship mm-hmm. with Villanova in that conference, mm-hmm. you're telling me that you want coach of, the, coach of the year in the conference to go to McDermott? It Am won't. It should have, but it won't because you always <laughs> give it to the guy who wins. You should have, based on what I just told you. Who had the best coach of the year is the most subjective award because it's one, it's voted on, and two, it's done on whoever wins the conference championship. They'll win. If Jay Wright and Nova win, it'll be Jay Wright. It's it's lame. It, it's this. It's I, I talk about Belichick all the time. Belichick. It's, not lame. it's called winning. Nah, winning. Be, it, it's about what job did you do? Belichick should have won Coach of the Year this year for the Patriots, but he's not going to win it. Okay, Matt, like, that, Matt, I'm not one of those people that subscribes to giving trophies for second place. I'm sorry. Well, that, that's that's if, fine. If, so, if, so, so if, I'm talking if, about the if, job if, you do. Expectations versus what you do. And this Jays team was supposed to be horrible this year, and they're going to the dance. I mean, this is a tournament Probably. team. Providence doesn't have any players right now. You just said two. The guard and center are both better than any player on that Creighton roster. Because right? they're, they're, right? because he's developing them. But Look, I like Ed Cooley a lot. I think you're right about not Ed Cooley not getting enough respect. I just think his team in his program why is way think, further. 
why do you think analytics has Providence so far down? It's because of the fact that they don't get the respect because they don't have any players right now that will go in the first round of the NBA draft. They might not even have a player yeah. that Watson might yeah. struggle even to get drafted. Yeah. And I think he's a solid player at the collegiate level. But to see, right now, this is not the most talented Ed Cooley team. And what he's doing up no. there, it deserves accolades. I'm sorry. Even if Villanova were to win, I don't think that I, – I honestly believe winning 20-something games right now, I don't know how many they're going to finish at. But right now, in my opinion, I don't care if you're saying that they're lucky or not lucky. That means that they found ways to win. That's what Jay Wright is doing. Jay Wright has an injured backcourt as well. He's had players when Villanova keeps getting less and less respect. I've been nervous in certain situations for this team because of those injuries. And these guys are just so experienced. They're so determined. And they just buy into his system. Jay Wright's culture, that system that he's employed at Villanova of good, better, best, passing up a good shot for a better shot for the best shot, is easily the best formula I've ever seen coached at the collegiate level. I wish more coaches would do that, but there's so many individual, how do I say this, egos that in in college right now, they don't want to pass up those shots. They know that the scouts are there to look at them. They want to look, they want to look good in front of their family and friends. But Jay Wright finds a way. And Ed Cooley has done that as well this year. Johnson on the outside, but that's another team that really struggles to, you know, with that offensive line. They would, and, and both teams don't have a lot of cap space, so I don't know how much they could really improve those teams. Maybe they can make some trades, maybe some draft day things. But right now, if you ask me, what team outside of Green Bay would I love to see Aaron Rodgers wearing? I'd love to see him don that San Francisco 49ers jersey, and then we know we'd have to get an Aaron Rodgers 49ers jersey for Dave to wear. <laughs> I got the hat. Seriously. We need New Jersey now, guys. Just another one to add to the collection. Oh, all right, Frank. Are we on Nova tonight? Oh, hell yeah! Give me the money line. Give me the plus two. Do me a favor, guys. Do your best to like really pump this lineup. Give out UConn. Keep replaying <laughs> Jeff out there that they're superior. See <laughs> if you can get me plus five at tip, and then maybe I can get plus nine and a half, ten in play. But like I said, guys, my bigger, larger plays will be looking at that in play wagering because I think there's a chance. Do you but like I'll have my over money. or under in the game. I will go over. I think this total think of 136, 136 and a half is the last I had seen. I think that number is a little bit too low. I think you'll see Villanova. They've been struggling a little bit on their defense with, you know, covering and jumping out on the wings. So I think if, if UConn can hit some outside shots, it all comes down to a big if. We saw this total soar over 136 in the first matchup a right. few weeks ago. I mean, so I, I think once again, wrong team favorite. Total completely wrong as well. If I had a lean, it's the old reliable play. Nova and over. Love it. Frankie, man, great stuff. Let's do it again soon, all right? Always, guys. Take care. Matt, good to see you. I'm glad you're staying healthy, brother. Thanks, man. Hopefully you do well. Dave, always a pleasure, brother. Appreciate that. Thank you. That is Frankie SI betting joining us. I apologize for my technical difficulties. That's the first time it's ever happened to me. It normally happens to you. Never happened to me. Got kicked out twice during the interview. Yeah, you got to close the browser and then bring it back up and all that. Yeah, I I, I wasn't closing the browser fast enough, so I was trying to get back in on the same links. That's why I was kicked out for a little while. Make that mistake already. So we're good. All right, so we already know what one better to book it is. So we'll wait for we'll do that here in 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 a couple of seconds here. But I got a couple other things to get to. That was great with Jeff and back to back Jeff and Frankie. Great interviews. That was a lot of fun. That was super fun. Yeah. All right. So the XFL has signed the deal that I have been talking about forever. The only way a spring football league will ever make it is if the NFL backs it. 
And we got the USFL starting this next weekend or in like two weeks. No, in a month. No, it's like the first weekend in March, right? Oh, I thought it was April. No, oh maybe maybe it is. I thought it was, I thought it was yeah. March that they're playing. I mean, April seems late, but um, it's it's before the draft. I mean, it, it's it, I thought it happened in March because they want to play well ahead of the draft. But anyways, the XFL next year, twenty twenty three, when they come back, they have the deal with the NFL for talent development. Does the, the XFL work? League, basically, what? It's an NFL binder league. Essentially, yeah. Do you like it? I mean, I've been saying for years that college football has been, you know, the NFL's minor league. Of course. There's no options. Like, they don't give kids that graduate school a place to go and play and develop because you may come out of school 22, 23, not physically be ready, mentally be ready. You play in a minor league, like a G League for NBA or, you know, um, Triple Round a. Rock, Texas, double right. A for baseball. I mean, there's, right. you know, and there's a zillion hockey minor leagues too. There's no football minor league. So if they do that in, in that regard and not try to squash them and work as partners, I think it's great. I think it, I think it has a chance to be successful. Um, anything for a lot of people with more football is good, but bad football is terrible. Like it can't sustain. So I don't know. If, it's kind of like a dessert. Like, is there, is there ever a bad dessert? Like you like creme brulee? Oh, that's all I could eat. Oh, I eat the like uh, cheesecake. That, that's my go-to. Can't eat the crust, but I eat the the filling. You like cheesecake? I like it. I like everything. You like sugar? <laughs> Who doesn't like sugar? Uh, what I mean, football is like sugar. Like even if it's bad, it's good. It's like sex. Even if it's bad, it's good. Like it's just. <laughs> You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's football's like sex. It absolutely, even it's bad, it's good. I can't like, stand bad football. Oh, I don't oh, care. Man. If you give me something to bet on with football, I'm betting on it. I don't care how bad it is. Did you like, bet on that American 100%. Alliance I bet on every damn game. It's all over it. Man, oh, man. Oh, yeah. The AAF. Probably you with three other guys oh, in the book would bet that. I like made the first people. ever bet at the Palms. Did you? I, I was the first oh, bet. Was you. I was the first person to ever bet the AAF at the Palms at CG. I believe I had the ticket game went up. I was there at nine o'clock in the morning. Books opened up. Bang right there. I took a picture of it. I tweeted it out. First ever bet. I confirmed it with the person on the counter. But you taking any bets yet? So now you're the first one. First bet of every we've ever taken on the AAF. Bang. I believe it. I, I was probably in a risk group going, who is that? What is wrong <laughs> with this guy at the Palms? We Not just am. Open. Yep. I mean, First, right when yeah. right when the line went up, bam! I, I came in and I, uh, it was I bet on, I forget which it was the first game. I bet fifty bucks on, on the first game and fifty bucks on the on the team to to win the championship. But I can't remember which team it was. It's was a plus four fifty bet on them okay. to win and then to win it all. They went five hundred and then they didn't play very well. So I don't think they made they, I don't think they made the playoffs, but. Those were that's what I was the bets you use to make that bet. Like, seriously, you the quarterbacks right when it came up. Oh, you just bet on a quarterback, bet the quarterback, whoever had the best quarterback. I went and bet, and that's the purpose of the whole league. Like, the league is going to develop linemen and DBs and wideouts, but it's a quarterback developmental league. That's the whole point is to get quarterbacks who are not yet ready the reps in game speed in the film so you can go and look, they're going to compete like it does in double A and triple A, where like. 
when you draft somebody in the first couple of rounds, you already start penciling in who's going to play left field in four years, who's playing first base right. in four years. Like, you know, yeah. the development track because you've used that capital to draft that guy and you expect him to be ready. So for football, this is about your backup quarterback. This is about your third string practice squad quarterback. This is like, how do we keep this guy developing? He's a fifth round pick, a sixth round pick. But if you can send those guys that you take and like Tom Brady would have been one of them, right? A six round pick, you throw them out there and you're like, huh, there's something there. That's, that's an interesting, he, he can play a little bit and you start to see the game film and not what he did in college or what he did at the combine or what he did at his pro day in actual game type environments. These guys can have a chance to make rosters and that will make the league better if you are actually taking draft picks and putting them into the league, I'm a little fuzzy on how that's going to work. They haven't really discussed too much about that, but right. that type of sharing of rostered players, drafted players is how the XFL will become what it is. I'm a little surprised, but the XFL sold and Andrew Luck's father is the one running it now. So it's a little bit easier and more palatable. It's not the old school XFL and the he hate me type XFL that will come in here and do this. But I think it's brilliant. And look, I'll bet on USFL games this year, this spring, 100%. I'll look at the games and I'll watch and I'll throw money down on it. It's it's fun. It's it's an entertainment entertainment for me in the spring. And it will save me from having to bet, you know, if we have baseball. The eight, 18,000. You, you'll bet games. on anything as long as you don't have to bet on baseball. baseball this is a I, look, yeah. I, I like betting futures on baseball. Okay. Right. I don't like day to day. Like yes. it's such a why don't they give me the option to bet three game or four game series anymore? Oh, they do. They will. You, you'll see it this year. Really? It's been, oh, yeah. It's been a big thing for offshores for three game series, three game sets. That's coming. Okay. I will bet that. Oh, that's been going on offshore for years. Right. Offshore. I'm I'm not in Vegas here in Vegas. They will give me the option to bet a three and four because they used to do it. There's no handle on it. And the handle that was the handle was better than the guys making the numbers. So a lot of books just said to hell with this. I'm not doing this anymore because we would, because you know what you would do, Right. I pitching matchups. You had the well, price. No, well that too, but I, I would bet a three game series. Right. And so the first two teams the, the first two come back, you know, I bet a hundred bucks on, on to win the series at minus minus one ten, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And then if it goes two Oh, right. Or so no, no. Yeah. How, how do I do it? So you would do, you'd win one, the first one. game. You'd come back heavy on the second game, bet the other side. Yeah. And then, and then know that you've got the third one side, bet the other side as well. And then you could have basically you could potentially win two bets and just how much you're going to go ahead and bet on. Yes. And play off, play off the numbers essentially and do the same thing with the four game series, play off the numbers. If it's, you know, I guess it was one, one going into the third game, you can play off the numbers. That's how I liked to bet baseball. When I was really loving betting on baseball, that's how I was betting baseball. And then they took it away and it stunk. It's, it's one of those things that became an arbitrary, you know, arbitrage play. Yeah. Basically, that's what that is. Um, you know, the first game, if you lose, you know, it changed the bet in the second game. If you won the first game, you know, you just bet the dog in the second game. If it lost, you lost that bet, but you won your series bet. If it's split, you know, you get one one in a three game series. Now you already have the position on your team. Now bet you can side. guarantee yourself money. Right. <laughs> I know what you were doing. So I why just, can't so let me do that again? <laughs> I want to go back that 
day-to-day grind baseball sucks so hard. It's, it's so time so time consuming. Like, let me bet this series. And let me bet five, you know, find three or fours. Every I just bet baseball on Thursdays and Wednesdays and, and sometimes Mondays. That's it. That's all I got to do. And if, <laughs> or Friday. if um, you know, you're exercising doing the juice every day, the overnights, we can kind of do an exercise if there's baseball in overnights. Okay. Where you can literally, um, you'll be able to, you'll be able to do some different things where you'll be able to do that on a daily basis and that'll mm. get you excited. Just, okay. We'll, we'll kind of talk about that. Okay. We'll, we'll have that be part of the show for yeah. sure. All right. Uh, one quick NBA question. What does Steph Curry do tonight against Oklahoma city with the warriors back in action after what he did in the all-star game? What does, does Steph go off again? Hold on. I'm getting nonstop calls right now. He got 16. Um, what did he hit? 16 threes in the all-star game. What does Steph do tonight? Right? It's tonight, right? The game's tonight, right? I'm not high, right? I, I know. I, I, look at, I looked at that tonight, right? No. Is it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, well, then tomorrow. Okay. I was like, what does Steph do tonight? He's probably hanging out at home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tomorrow. That's why I bet, I bet all college today. So that's, I didn't bet any NBA tonight. Yeah. It's, there's no NBA tonight. They don't play till Thursday. Oh, it's, it's, oh, that put a Thursday. Yikes. All right. Well, we'll scrap that then. Do we fade the Suns? Um, right out, right out of the when, game. It's so just for the next two weeks. I mean, they're 10 point favorites. Look ahead line at OKC. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to start to see some inflated numbers on Phoenix, and you're going to start to see some price discovery. Um, numbers on Phoenix. Okay. Do an automatically fade them maybe initially, but we got to get some tape on them without Paul in the lineup. They may not miss a beat. They may struggle to run the offense the way they were before. Oh, we I think hundred percent. I think option number two is closer. I think there's going to be a time when someone's going to have the ball in their hands. That's not normally used to having the ball in their hands to distribute and get a basket. Listen, they've been the best fourth quarter basketball team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. They've been so good. They've been in close games going into the fourth, even at three, four minutes into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And Paul calmed things down, just get the ball in the right spots, whether it's you know in Booker's hands at the right time, Crowder's hands at the right time, his own hands. He's been scoring points and stuff in, in the fourth quarter. To answer your question, not for a while, but at least maybe initially, yes. I would agree. First couple of games out of the All-Star break, I'll be going against the Suns until they figure right. out exactly what they're going to be doing. All right, time now for Better to Book It. Three college games, big night in the college ranks. We have spent quite a bit of time today on UConn in Nova, so you guys know where I am here. I have taken the two. I agree with Frankie on the money line. I agree with the in-game play as well, but for the purpose of the show, Nova plus two at UConn, betting or booking it. Nova plus two for sure is a bet. I I, I can't figure out this line. And like we literally talked about this last week before the game Saturday and we went back and forth and I did, I did what we do. We, we made numbers, Well, Nova has to be favored. And Jeff was like, can't be favored in stores. Yes, they can't. Why can't they? It's in stores. So what? If they're going to be favored, I think 
I would have thought the line would have already come back to pick right now mm-hmm. at this two-point spot. If you're asking me where this thing closes, I think it closes pick or Villanova a short favorite right now. Maybe I'm missing something. I would have started this thing Villanova minus two and let the people bet UConn right now. So taking two is a good number for me. Yeah, I'm really going to be curious to see. the. I, I think the theory is that UConn has played really well at home and that even though it's Hartford and not stores, it's still you know, a decent home court advantage. A lot of fans are going to be there yelling and screaming early and that the depth of UConn could be the difference against Nova, but I just, this team for Nova is so damn experienced. And I'm sorry. I know Jeff likes Hurley. I don't like Hurley against Jay Wright. I mean, in the first matchup, they won by 11 game. Wasn't really close. So I don't know what really changes from the first matchup besides the margin of victory. I didn't think right. Nova, Nova wins. It's just, they don't win by 11. They win by six or five. Tonight. Right. That's, it feels like they're in control. Yeah, you know they're down a little bit here, and I mean the game's going to go back and forth probably yeah. a few times, but then you feel like in the second half, Villanova will be in control. UConn will come back and get close a little, but it's never really um, not in danger. But it's never Villanova's in control of the game the whole time. They determine whether they win by four, six, eight. I think they win the basketball game and win by you know at least four points. Agreed. Second game, Arkansas on the road up against Florida. Have you seen Arkansas's record in the SEC against the spread? This team is nasty, but they're on the road. Florida has been extremely good at home. Six straight wins straight up, including the monster win last time out against Auburn. I don't know if Florida can get back up again and have the intensity they're going to need to face this Arkansas team. I was literally betting this last night, Dave, Arkansas pick when it moved to Arkansas one as I was betting it. I'll still lay the one point here, although I would have rather had the pick. Arkansas minus one on the road at Florida, betting and booking it. Just checked. It's back to pick in most places right now. Um, Arkansas, did we watch Florida in the hospital over the weekend? Who did they play? Florida played Auburn, and they beat Auburn. Okay, so we did watch a lot yep. of that game. That was the that was the upset game. Yeah, this and they rushed the court. Yep, fifty dimes that cost yep. them. Yeah, um, I think we're gonna bet this one too because we watched some of Arkansas too. Arkansas played somebody, Tennessee. You had you had Arkansas? Huh? Yes, and we watched a lot of that game. And Arkansas's defense was exceptional. Mm-hmm. They were at home. They were at home in that game, but yes. Is this a is this a make or break game for Florida's resume to get in the? I think the Auburn game got. That's my point. I think the Auburn game got them in. So I think they relax. I think they take the foot off the gas a little bit. Mm, I just okay. think it's difficult. They've won six games in a row. I hate to say they're they're due, but it, it, Arkansas is still a team that very much is climbing the ladder, trying to contend with the big boys in the conference. Yeah. And I just think this is a very good team, home and on the road for Arkansas. And I'm just not seeing Auburn, sorry, Florida coming off that Auburn win, being able to ratchet it back up again. Makes sense. We need our heads examined. We're, we're taking two road teams when we talk about <laughs> the home teams in February. <laughs> but it's tiny numbers, though. I mean, it's... it's. Yeah. Okay. Over or under for the basketball game? 
I would go for this one under Arkansas, Florida under. Yeah. It opened at one thirty eight. Was it one thirty five now? Yes. Yeah. It's a huge sharp money came in on the under right away. Like just pushed that number straight down yeah. and open. So I just wanted to play. I was like one thirty five. I was like, that's low. Like, would rather one thirty eight. But I think anything, you know, it's probably like a 62 60 type basketball game. It's going to be it'll be a, it would be a hard fought victory. Whoever gets it. Yeah. Neither team gets to 70. Probably. Yeah. The game finishes in the 60s. Just looking at it, looking at the scores real fast. So, OK, I like I like our position. All right. And finally, Vandy home dog. Vanderbilt catching four from Alabama, who is the worst team in the SEC against the spread. Vanderbilt's been pretty good against the spread, but this Alabama team is so inconsistent with shooting. They were up big against Kentucky and they got boat raced in the second half. Vanderbilt's been playing good basketball at home. They're two and one straight up in their last three games at home, two and one against the spread as well. They have a much better record in the conference. I think they're seven, five, and one against the spread in the conference this season. I'm taking the four points. Bama may win. I like Vandy plus four tonight at home, betting and booking it. So as we saw in the hospital watching the games, Alabama's first half for a while was unbelievable. They were raining threes in from everywhere on the court. Then when they started missing shots, they could not figure out a way to get two points. Like they just didn't even try. They just kept missing shots in Kentucky. Um, got a few stops. And then before you knew it, Kentucky ran them out and covered, uh, except the beginning number, which was nine. So now we're laying points on a road. Not for me. I'm telling you this Bama team's going to probably drive me crazy for the next three weeks. There's no question. They can win this game by double digits. One, the last time I bet against Alabama on the road, at Ole Miss, they hit 15 threes. <laughs> so, like, I'm going I'm going back into this with full knowledge that they could do two halves of what they did to Kentucky. Right. I was on the under live in that game. I didn't have a play pregame, but I, I, we were watching that game, and I bet the under live, and we came in and we cashed that under. Yes. But that's a – I mean, that's a team that can absolutely burn you. There's no debate yes. in there. Yes. So I'm 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 with you again. All right. So we're we're betting all these play all three plays Ooh, today. Right. Taking the points at home. I don't want to lay points on a row with Bama. Um with full disclosure that we could lose this game by double digits. Yes. We we, we absolutely could lose this game by but double digits. But we could digits. know it. The be, the beautiful thing is that we could know it early. So there could be an in-game opportunity to come in. If Bama opens up like three for four from behind the arc, it's like uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need to get out of it. <laughs> you can get out of the bet. Well, I'm okay with even waiting and then taking 16, like if we need to. Like mm-hmm. I was doing it. I don't know if you're aware, and I don't know if Jess is aware because she was sitting there too while this game was on the TV. But I bet Kentucky in game. Why didn't you tell me what you were? You didn't tell me you were betting. You're just sitting next to me, not telling me what you're betting. Well, no, because <laughs> you were laying in a hospital. I didn't want to. I was like, I was just, I was trying to get you food and keep your mind <laughs> off it. But I slid a little wager in an inning game when Kentucky was down. Right. And I was like, you know, because we were laughing because a kid from Alabama, like he made a three from like 36 feet away. And I was talking. They opened about seven the of nine. There were seven of nine from behind yeah. the arc to open that game. 
Right. And that's when I grabbed Kentucky and I was like, ah, this, they're coming back. I just know they're mm. coming back. And it was just quietly, you know, so, and she's going to yell at me because we're sitting in a hospital with you. She's like, are you two betting? Like she yelled at you kind of like, are you yeah. betting right now? Like, yes, this is what we do. Remember I told her. So I didn't yes. want to get in trouble. So, but I was watching it and I was watching Alabama and I was like, and this team, when they get, they couldn't stop that downhill run at all. Mm-mm. If they don't get going, Vandy could win this game. Like Vandy, I think Vandy, I think Vandy is going to win this game. Do you really? Yeah, I think Vandy is going to win this game. I really do. Wow. Okay. Well, then I yeah. feel even better if you think. I mean, if we're live to win the game, taking four is good. But we could take twelve during the game. I mean, yeah. that's that's good too. If 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 Bama gets out to one of these quick starts like that again, we could grab double digits, and I'm good with that too. Brian is adamant by saying Arkansas has got a big game against Kentucky on Saturday. I do understand that point. I, I that went to my, I, I know that and it's handicapping that way. I just think that the next game off of beating the number two team in the country is a way bigger emotional letdown than the game coming up. Look ahead, going passing by Florida saying, okay, we win this game. We go, right. you know, we're looking ahead. I just think it's, it's a bigger deal when you're playing at home to me. Look at the live chat. Look at that. There's a, there's a live chat. But there it is, right there, right there, right, right there. There is a magician. I love it. All you guys, right there. So all your live chat. So you guys will get on the screens now. Uh, April. Also, the USFL is April sixteenth. Okay, my, you were right, Dave. I was wrong on that. Uh, there's seven totals in the NHL today. That's cool. It's great. No NBA tomorrow either. College baseball picks. Now I know you're into the college softball stuff, but do you watch much college baseball? No, but actually, you know who does is our friend, uh, my buddy, Matt Lindemann. Uh, who well, he has to watch everything. Show. He's booking everything. No, I know, but he is a college baseball um, fan Ooh. and better. And he was the only one putting up numbers a few years ago at Caesars for every weekend game. Every weekend series? Yes. Ooh. Putting up numbers. And so series bets or individual bets. Um, he was doing individual bets, but he was also doing, I believe he was doing series bets. Wow. He was doing all kinds of stuff. He had carte blanche to do it all. And so he, he has the databases. He has things that he tools that he uses. He is so into it. So he would be a great person to have on just to talk about because when bets putting up the first NBA opening number as well, so I wanted to talk to him about that, but we can ask him about college baseball because it's such a limited market. There's not a lot of people putting it up. You can't get enough information on the pitchers in baseball. If you don't know the pitchers, you're kind of guessing on the numbers. I've been told just blindly bet the favorites. It happens a lot. That's what people do. Okay, I, I well, I've been told by people who's like they've asked me like why aren't you betting college baseball? I'm like what do you mean? Like blindly bet the favorites, just straight up, just bet the favorite every day. Go through the you go through the whole whatever the book is putting up. They got ten games up, bet ten favorites. You're gonna go you know uh, seven and three. It's it's favorites rule in college baseball. It's a lot of times they do, especially the first game is a series when you get the you know the best pitchers. Mm-hmm. They usually go one two three. Right. And then the next series, they go one, two, three. Like there's no four or five starters. So you get the best kids pitching more often. The best bullpens dominate. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. But um, that's not a bad theory. You just got to be careful laying the juice because if you okay. do that, you know, and you go five and five, 
or six and four laying juice on all the favorites, you don't win. You got to go seven and three or better to win. Very cool. All right. Favorite thing about today here on a Tuesday is what? Oh, the weather is the best coming. Yeah. You like this? It's going to snow today. No. Right now, the weather because of what's coming. My favorite thing about today is hanging up the phone or (laughs) hanging up the show here, going for a quick walk while I can. There you go. I'll be bundled up. You know, you got to get the legs moving. You Mm. know what I'm talking. So we'll get out there and then I'll probably be in lockdown for three days. I don't want to go outside. I was telling, you know, Kylie looked at the weather forecast. She's got practice outside all week. Oh, she's brutal. She's like, I thought we were going to put the cold gear away. I'm like, no, you know better than that. She's like, it's going to be really cold. Yes. So favorite thing about today right now is that the weather outside is still okay. For those people who are not from or don't live where we are, I know we're whining. 32, 34, 34 are the lows for the next three days. For some people, those are highs. Those are our lows. <laughs> so we have to be a little bit sensitive to the idea that we're complaining I about. I lived in a cold for a long time. I understand. I have sympathy for them. They're still there. You can move anytime you want. Now I'm old and I'm cold and I'm on, I take that blood thinner. So I'm yeah. all the time. So it's going to be cold. I'm whining about. You should whine. I, I'm whining too. It was, it was, I was outside last night. We after dinner, we were with my brother and his kids, and we we're waiting for for my wife and and my sister in law to, to go get, greet their car and come over to us. And we were, I was freezing. I was like, "This is this is so cold." My brother was like, "What are you talking about? It's 45 degrees." It's like it's freezing. He goes, like, "It's 45." I go, "Yeah, this is freezing cold. This is ridiculous. Yep. I'm, I want to I want to go somewhere. I want to get out of this." <laughs> I was shivering, and it was just it was horrific. So yeah. Very, very cold. Uh, for me, the favorite thing about today, well, it really was 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 last night, but it's just kind of like um, watching my daughter have a relationship with her cousins who live in Western Massachusetts. And she was completely heartbroken this morning because they're driving, they're going to, well, they're going back home. They have a week and a half drive back to new england but they're going to convince him to not go north no he my brother's not gonna listen to me he's they're going to moab tonight and they're staying you know they're going to look at the archers national arches national park and very nice yeah but it's got four inches of snow on the ground that's I was not like, very nice. You can't hike that. And he was like, he was like, I don't need to hike that. I'm like, you need to hike to go see the arches. They aren't like on the side of the road, a drive through. Like you have to hike to get to the arches. And he was, he was like, uh, well, we'll, we'll be fine. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's fine. And I'm like, then you're going through the Rockies to Denver, to Omaha, to Chicago, to Cleveland home still. He's like, yep. I'm like, okay. Not what I would be doing in February if I were you, but okay. The polar vortex is what he keeps on talking about. He's like, I'm way, he's way more concerned about the polar vortex than he is about the snow. Cause I guess we've got some big, it's why it's cold here. Some big dip of the, yes. of the jet stream. So that's yes. why we're all frigid everywhere. I mean, I guess the Northern part of the country is really cold. Like we're cold, but they're like stupid cold. Mm-hmm. So staying warm at night for them. I mean, my brother is, Travel trailer is crazy. Like he's keep installed solar panels on the top of it. And like, he put all these battery packs underneath it. And it's pretty wild that he knows how to do all that crap. I know nothing about that. I know zero about any of that stuff, but he, he, it's, it was, uh, I want to do it. I think at some point later in life, but I would buy a full RV 
I, I still think pulling things scares the hell out of me with wind and wind gusts come and smack you, smack it over and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, it was really fun to have them. We had a phenomenal dinner at Harlow last night in downtown Summerlin here, which is a new new restaurant spot if you know Vegas. And you know how lucky we are to have downtown Summerlin, by the way, like where we are. I don't like we, we were like like this incredible outdoor shopping because like it's always fun when people come in. Because my sister in law was like, "You live five minutes from this." I'm like, yeah. She's like, you know how much trouble I would be in if I lived five minutes from this? <laughs> like, I would be here every day shopping. Yep. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. It's got, you know, it's 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 really. I convenient. love going and walking around. I just, right. I, just to yeah, walk into stores. I get in trouble though. Did you ever just buy stupid crap when you do that? Uh, like I, I I bought a whole tea set one time walking. Like you know that tea vana down there. Like I I just bought some stupid tea set. I came home like why the hell did I buy this? Like I drink tea every once in a while. Like why did I buy a whole tea? I went and returned it. I was like this is stupid. Like I don't need this. So I went and had to go return it. Have you seen my hat collection? Well, that's yeah, that's you understand. That, I can't like go into any of those stores, and I'm like, oh, I always pull the last one too. I'm like, oh, that's the last one. Oh yeah, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> it's bad, but I live with, you know, I live with all women, right? We go there. We're a dog to not leave with something. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't even know what we're going for. They say we're just going to eat. We never just go and eat. Right. It's, it's a dog price to stop and get something at some store somewhere. Well, if sugar's open, you're done. Yeah, they like that place. Oh man, Madeline like hunts that place. Like if we're if we're within like a half a block to two blocks from from Sugar, she's like, "Hey, uh, that's that way." Like she knows exactly where it is. She's like, "Hey, uh-huh. let's go to Sugar." I'm like, "Uh, I didn't say we're gonna go." There's like, "We're going to Sugar, right?" They're like, oh Jesus, like, okay. I, I was scared. I got I got spared last night because we we finished dinner at eight o'clock and it closed at eight. So I was, it was like, closed. Like, Good oh, move. Sorry. Move. I do that all the time too. Whoops. Can't go. Like, no just, everything's closed when you come outside. You're like, let's just walk around when everything's closed. Oh, so that's cold. perfect. We'll yeah. check out when we can come back next time. Leave nothing. <laughs> so, so, so cold. All right. Our big thanks to Jeff Dawson and to Frankie. Today, oh, we would now we figure out how to say his last name, which that's is it. great from SI yep. and East Coast Sports Investments. Just got a nice text from Jeff saying he can't wait to come back on the show again later. So that was really fun for him to have him we'll on. We'll see. If UConn loses, he might not <laughs> want to come back. <laughs> UConns. That's what they are. They're all cons. So we'll see. And Frankie and I see eye to eye on the hatred of UConn. So that's good. So he's yes. welcoming. He's welcome anytime he wants to come back and throw shade on, on, on the Huskies or he calls them the little puppies. That was great. <laughs> they're, not, they're not the Huskies. They're the little puppies. So we'll see. But he's, he's absolutely right about them having to go back to the Big East with their tail between their legs saying, can we come back and join your conference, please? We, we should never have left. We're really sorry. But it, I will admit UConn makes the Big East basketball better. So I'm I'm down with it. I'm, I'm totally down. But big night of college hoops tonight. We'll recap all of it coming up tomorrow on the program. Subscribe to us on YouTube. If you haven't, please do so. Spread the word at Boston versus the book on Twitter. He's Dave. I'm Matt. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a Wednesday's Bostonian versus the book.